0: Joe! <laughs> Double Down Podcast. I am your host, Troy Barton. Jeff is not with me today. Instead, uh, we did a little soul searching. We dug, uh, we dug up a guy that we haven't talked to in a while, but we certainly miss him. Uh, joining us on the pod is Robert Rook. Rob, thanks for joining us again on the pod. Hey, Troy, how's it going? Good, man. Good. I'm just, I'm thrilled you're here because we've been wanting to. We've had a group text going for a while. Um, and it's just good to talk about it in person or
1: via phone call. Yes, yes. Uh, the NBA off season uh, is sort of the NBA on season, so it's it's the topics are hot.
0: Let's right be now. let's be real. The order of NBA is free agency, playoffs, trade deadline, regular season. That's my top. Four.
1: <laughs> yeah, I and and I think we should actually separate. I think like the first two weeks of the NBA. Regular season, I personally find very exciting to see and how then, to see how people mold with their new squads. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and then and then Christmas Day, of course. But yeah, from about from about uh, Thanksgiving through uh, April. Besides the thank the Christmas Day and the, um the the trade deadline, there's not too much going on. Um, but anyway, this this is always an exciting time of the year. We do have to dread the uh, radio silence that the league takes uh, for two months. The radio silence, just, yes, yes, just before preseason, except, um, except which is the worst. I, I'd say preseason is the darkest hole of the NBA season. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, except you, uh, you think it's radio silence, but just just players like talking to other players about coming to join their squad in the off season. That's what, those, yes. that's what those two <laughs> months are for. Okay, let's. We got a lot to talk about. Not a lot of time to do it. Again, it could be 24 hours on this, but we're not going to do that to you guys. We'll start with. We you we, in the pre-show we were talking a little bit. You said something about maybe this could be the most big trades before free agency you've seen, and I didn't really think about that, but you're probably right. Stars getting moved. Yeah.
1: It's such a funny, I, I, I don't ever really remember there being, um, like this being that big of a, a trading season. I, I feel like most teams, you know, are using the draft and free agency as times to retool. Um, and to see three players, uh, Chris Paul and Jimmy Butler and Paul George, all get dealt um, for pretty... Um, for, Minuscule, for, pathetic hauls. Yeah, the the buyback values for for all three of those guys were not very high. So this is this has been a kind of a fun offseason to be able to see how fluid um, NBA stars have been able to go from team to team, um, even if it happens to be uh, even if your franchise happens to be on the way losing end of one of those deals.
0: I got I got something to add to that. Well, first off, you could technically even say you can count Gallinari as traded and Millsap as traded. They weren't, but they were, you know? So just a lot of. Did they both
1: do sign trade?
0: So, yeah, the Nuggets. Oh, wow. The Nuggets signed Gallinari, then traded him to the Clippers. The Hawks signed Millsap, then traded him to the Nuggets. And the Hawks got Jamal Crawford. So (laughs) that's kind of the newest thing. Those guys were already going to sign, but it's just easier for the sign trade sometimes. But, yeah. So at what point, Robert, I feel like whenever a star is traded, we always say they didn't get anything back for him. It's never that they they won the trade. So at what point do we just stop saying uh, they lost the trade when you're trading for a
1: star? That's a really good point. I mean, you think of the one situation where, um, I'm thinking back to the Denver Nuggets trading Carmelo Anthony to the Knicks, um, the, the trade that originally brought Danilo And and a couple other key assets. over they got some guys. Yeah, they got some guys. Um, Yeah, and and what people often talk about is that kind of gutted the next resources. And so I think a lot of teams who are trading for superstars are learning that, um, you know, shedding your fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth best asset to go after one guy um, doesn't always doesn't always work so i do think um a, a, and i also think the way that the salary cap um spike has led towards um the warriors being able to to pile on champions i think it's it's led for more of a uh, buyer's market in the superstars more teams realize that they're not going to have a shot and so but if they're, it's, they're if it's willing that. and kind of forced to part ways uh, perhaps prematurely Or perhaps um, you know it. It doesn't seem all that possible to be able to make a conference finals, um, or even a conference semifinals with just one superstar.
0: If it's that big of like a buyer's market, like how did the Pacers only get Old Depot and Zabonis for Paul George?
1: Like (laughs) well, that's one of those. That's one of those ones where uh, everybody keeps saying that. I think Pritchard is the uh, the GM there in Indiana, yeah. uh, that he was really high on uh, on Oladipo and Sabonis. Um, you know, two, two younger players, but certainly unproven players. To me, I, I, I think you don't do the deal unless you can get future draft picks. I think, I think the key is to set yourself up the way that Boston has set themselves up um, by kind of taking advantage of Brooklyn. Um, if I'm doing that deal and I'm the Clippers, I don't want to get rid of Chris Paul unless I can get however far in the future an unprotected first round pick from the Rockets is, or a pick and swap, hope that, or a that pick they s- just decide they don't want that like, asset.
0: You could have done the Pacers. How they don't ask for a 2022 pick swap is beyond me. Like how do you not? Yeah. How you just not? How do you not even get that? You're giving Paul George, and if OKC says no, then okay, we'll ship him to Boston or where. Like. I just feel like tra- if they traded him to the Lakers and got, let's just say, I know D'Angelo Russell got traded, but let's say they trade him to the Lakers and got D'Angelo Russell, Julius Randle, and a pick. That's better than Oladipo and Zabonis, in my opinion.
1: I don't like Well, yeah, and that's that's what makes me wonder, you know, what 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 did the Lakers offer? What did the Celtics offer? Uh, I was listening to Brian Russillo today, and he was sort of talking as though the Celtics were kind of never all that interested in making an offer for Jimmy Butler or Paul George, because um, they certainly could have beaten either of those author offers, you know, ten different ways.
0: Everyone um, just feared him leaving to L.A. I think everyone was just saying, "I don't, I, don't, you know, I can't." He, I, we fear if we give up these assets, he'll go to L.A. And then if you're looking from OKC. They'll get an expiring contract and now they'll have cap room next year because they shut. Oladipo's deal is terrible. It's like, yeah, Porter money. It's like five, four years, 122, or something crazy. Or he's making like 22 a year. But like.
1: He's close to the max. I know that.
0: It is Oladipo. Like, come on. I mean, I get it, but I get how that you have to offer teams the max sometimes, but come on. We got to move on because we're burning through. <laughs> we're burning through. Okay, we're going to just talk Jimmy Butler for a quick second. I know you like Jimmy Butler but do you are you on the Levine bandwagon or no
1: uh, no I'm not really I'm not really on the Levine bandwagon I mean I'm, I'm gonna be a big fan just because uh, those dunk, dunk dunk contest performances were uh, legendary he something that all that. future NBA fans should uh, he can do should more cheer than that. for and remember but obviously not a he's a terrible defender he's about 40 pounds underweight. Um, and, I, yeah, I have questions about his his playmaking abilities as well. If
0: I said that he's going to average
1: 23 this year, would you agree or disagree? Um, I think he could be a 20-plus per game scorer, you know, maybe even 25 points per game. I mean, I, I think he has some of those offensive skills. Um, I worry about it being kind of empty. Um, then, you Dunn, the- then you get Chris Dunn. Then you get Chris Dunn.
0: Who yeah. <laughs> who didn't play last year? But that's because Tibbs doesn't like rookies, and like it's that's not true. It, It's not inconceivable if Dunn started every game, he would average twelve and seven.
1: It's not inconceivable uh, to say that. Yeah, it's not it's not terribly inconceivable. Again, the same thing with with Levine. I would worry about um, efficiency. I would worry about the type of baskets that he's getting. That's true. Um, if he's able to generate like um, opportunity offense for, for other players. Um, you know, I, I, I think the Bulls are going to be a team that can put up um, decent numbers. Uh, I I I still struggle to see how they'll win more than uh, thirty games. I don't know this Rob, upcoming season.
0: I don't know. Like they had Rondo, D Wade, and Butler, which is terrible three point shooting, and now they got some shooting. So like, I don't know, man. I'm I'm kind of. Uh, I'm not saying I'm all in on the Bulls, but like, <laughs> if I look at Paul, what they got for Paul George. And I look back yeah. in the history of what guy like the Thunder got Jeremy Lamb, the Chris Paul trade, which was his fourth sign sign-in trade. They got Patrick Beverley and Lou Like it's not that bad of a haul. It's really not. Yeah,
1: I'll I'll, I'll put it this way. I mean, look, I'm I'm I don't want to make it sound like I'm defending Gar Pax, because I'm not. And I I do think that Jimmy Butler had an extra year on his deal where – and he said that he wanted to commit to the Bulls, whereas Paul George did not have an extra year on on his deal and said that he wanted to commit to the Los Angeles Lakers. But all that being said, I do agree with kind of your general point. I would rather take a chance on Dunn, Levine, and Markinen than uh, Sabonis and Oladipo. So I do think they were able to get more of a quality rebuild asset – um, but it's still, um, you know, it's, it's still not the type of deal that I would have pulled the trigger on. Um, and, and I would have much preferred, you know, if, if, if Boston wasn't all that high on the, the number one overall pick, I would have done Fultz for both. They would have done that. So I
0: just—that's um, where I just disagree. I just disagree because I think, yeah. I mean, we're—we gotta move on because I don't want to <laughs> lose—I don't want to lose a friendship over this. But sure. like, Levine is good. I'm saying he, he's good. He's gonna put the ball in the hoop. Which like the Bulls need to get out of the defensive gritty like Bulls game, and they just need to go try. If you have Fred Hoiberg and he wants to run and gun, you gotta get pieces for him to run and gun. You can't get guys that can't do it. So. I don't know. All of a, Do you think they're going to buy out Wade? Or do you think they're going to... Have-
1: um, yeah, I mean, I think they, for Wade's sake and for the team's sake, I think they should. I don't know if they will. I, I do want to generally say that I agree and say that, like, moving Butler was, was really hard on Bulls fans. But I think, ultimately, you want to get really bad before you get really good. I think this is our first step towards building. If we're going to build a team around Hoiberg, you know, the first three seasons that they've had Hoiberg here, the roster has not matched any of his sort of um, go-to strategies. You were saying so. Is it
0: crazy? Uh, is am I crazy to think Levine could be an all-star
1: this year in the East? Well, the East is depleted of all talent. I know, I but Levine could he be an all-star. Be a guy who puts up empty stats. But I actually, I don't know how much of the, the beginning part of the season he's going to play. I think he's still going to be recovering from ACL got this it. year. Got it, got um, it. So I think, he'll, I think he's slated to be out until at least Christmas. So I think he'll miss this year's All-Star game. But I, I, I get the point where it's like he can – he averaged, I think, 18 or 19 last year. As the third um, option. my point is the he averaged 18 option. or 19 on a 32, 33-win team.
0: Third option. He was the third option. So, I mean, they, yeah. so I'm just – yeah, I mean, whatever. Um, okay, so – the big news that fell last yesterday, July 4th, happy America, happy America. Um, Gordon Hayward to the Celtics. Now, every, that's what everyone was saying was going to happen. I never thought he was going to Miami. I don't think anyone really thought he was going to Miami. I did think there was a chance he could resign with Utah. You could tell Hayward was torn over the decision. But all of a sudden, I'm looking at Boston's roster, and I'm not in love with it like I should be. Rob, thoughts?
1: Yeah. Uh, if if this isn't the um, if if there were Celtics fans who thought that they were going to be able to make the moves to make LeBron uh, struggle to sleep at night, none of these moves were those. Um, I think I think still the greatest threat to LeBron not making it to the uh, NBA Finals again would be the strength of Kevin Love and Kyrie's knees. Uh, if either uh, yes. one of those guys is playing, or even if both of those guys aren't playing. I'm still betting on LeBron James to make it through the Eastern Conference pretty easily. Uh, that being said, I mean I, I, I think what the Celtics have done is nice. It's cute. It's, it's cute. Adorable. Yep. Yep. It's very cute. Um and I think look, Gordon Hayward is a good player. He's 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 definitely in that kind of third tier. He's not gonna be um, you know, a generation defining player like Steph Curry or LeBron James. Um he's also not gonna be a perennial John Wall. Uh, MVP candidate like right. James Harden. Yeah. But he's kind of just right in that Jimmy Butler, Paul George, consistent yeah. scorer, solid defender, very, very high basketball IQ. I think he's going to gel well. Um, but, you know, it'll be interesting how both he and Thomas deal with uh, fourth quarter, close game, you know, who is Brad Stevens running in the offense through, you um, and the other interesting thing that I'm, I'm looking at this is that Jay Crowder is now going to move from kind of a full-time three to a guy who I think is going to have to play a lot more four. Well,
0: so they might trade him. They, they have to trade Smart Crowder. They have to trade Smarter Crowder. One of them has to go I, before the end of tonight. So Oh, wow. Yeah, Or to, for them to get Hayward on the roster. So, I mean, I don't know who it's going to be. I would trade Smart. I'm not giving that co- Crowder's contract up. But I have, like... Who says no to this deal? Tell me. Avery Bradley for DeAndre Jordan.
1: Ooh. Come on. Um, Come on. It's not terrible. I, I do like that it opens up the floor a little bit. Um, no, I, I like the deal. I do think that the Clippers probably say no really? before the Celtics do. Ah. Uh, I don't know if either team does, but, I you know, I think – would that make both teams better? Probably. Um, I do think the, the Clippers are looking at a, a bigger, slower, loggy uh, type of style right now. And they'd be much better to move Blake Griffin from the block to the point uh, kind of position. And he would definitely need a more sure-handed ball handler. Uh, well, Adrian we. Bradley. The thing uh, is, and the Celtics, you're absolutely right. I mean, the Celtics should be making big offers towards Rudy Gobert. They should be making big offers towards DeAndre. They're Jordan. going after Marcus um, All.
0: They're going after Marcus All. They're going after Marcus All. That's that's been reported. But my thing is, and we'll shift gears. We'll come back to Boston. But if you're the Clippers, like I get what they're trying to do, but don't tell me that Gallinari, Griffin, and Jordan's ever going to work. It's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. It's not. Either they'll it's, be hurt or that it's just too much clutter. It's
1: just not going to yeah, work. Yeah, there's not a lot of lateral quickness either. All three of those guys are very fast. Uh, well, two of those three guys are very fast up and down. But um, the lateral quickness is going to be brutal. I think Gallinari in the modern NBA looks much more like a stretch four than a, a true wing player. Um, like I said, you know, DeAndre and Blake together, I think we've seen that, uh, you know, enough to realize the Warriors just are going to be able to do whatever they want. Yeah, I mean, I, right now I do not see the Clippers slated in as a playoff team. If I It'll said, be interesting what they decide to do with DeAndre at that point.
0: If I said to the Clippers, "This is if if I offered Horford and Marcus Smart for DeAndre Jordan, would you do it?
1: Horford and Marcus Smart for DeAndre Jordan. Absolutely. I mean, I, I I think part of what the Celtics might be looking at with Horford, I think he's a, a very solid player. But as he ages, that contract is going to look worse and worse, yeah. and it's going to bind them up more and more. Um, I, yeah, I think if I'm the Celtics, I'd do that deal. Um, if I'm the Clippers, um, Marcus Smart would be a good asset, and Horford kind of stretches the floor a little bit with Blake Griffin. Um Hey, I think I think that's decent. If if I'm the Clippers, though, I'm definitely asking about that Memphis Grizzlies pick or another future pick. Yeah, you gotta um, get. A,
0: yeah, you'll have to get a pick. But like, I'm just saying, DeAndre's contract when he signed a few years ago. I don't have the numbers in front of me because I don't have someone to look him up when I demand them. Um, <laughs> we're not fully funded yet, so there's that. But like, if I'm the Celtics and I get DeAndre Jordan, then now I'm talking. Like, now I feel good because I need that rebounder defense guy bad. Like, bad, bad. And then that gives LeBron problems, too, is, like, that big guy in the middle, like Roy Hibbert, you know, that gives LeBron some issues. Yeah, that's
1: why I was most interested in in Rudy Gobert. I think, look, I think DeAndre Jordan is a fantastic player, but he has two issues. I mean, Rudy Gobert has one of these issues, too. Free throws, not being able to stay in the game late in the game. But also, um, he's, he's a very solid defensive player. But I think Rudy Gobert kind of adds that extra little bit of oomph, plus he's younger. If um, so, you I get mean, Gobert, go get I, Gobert. I don't think the Jazz are going to be all that interested in, in picking up the phone uh, when the Celtics call. No, definitely but not. that would be the guy that I'd be targeting.
0: Yeah, and they have the assets to do it. I don't think they want it. They have two potentially two top five picks next year. I don't think they want to give those up. Uh, last kind of point on the Celtics, and we'll move on. So, all of a sudden, you have this kind of clutter at small forward with Gordon Hayward and Jalen Brown and Tatum, the new guy they drafted. Can Tatum play the four or Hayward play the four, you think?
1: I don't know. I mean, that's what's tough. I don't see Gordon Hayward really being able to go with true fours. Not with Horford. Um, not
0: with Horford on the floor. No way.
1: Yeah, exactly. If, if you're playing Horford as your five and Hayward uh, or some combination of Hayward, Crowder, you know, Brown as two through five, something like that. Um, yeah, you just you worry about there being enough length and enough um, kind of just lower body strength to really box out and and collect rebounds. A guy like Draymond Green would would um, would have a field day against that lineup. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I I think the four is definitely a position that that they have to think about part of that is going to be the eye test because obviously they're going to want to be able to keep those three guys they've invested a lot in keeping those guys they've told other teams not to bother talking about those three guys um so yeah i'm very interested to see how they fit on the floor i'm very interested to see how much uh playing time tatum gets and and what brown's relationship is to uh tatum getting more and more playing time he looked spectacular in that in the summer league. Did you highlight. watch he did you that watch that game? game? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean Did you watch it, that game? It, it. No, exactly. I didn't watch the full game. I, I'm a nerd, but not that much of a I watched it. Uh, I did it. I watched
0: it. It was an intriguing game. I wanted to see Fultz and I wanted to see Tatum. I don't know. Oh, I, you out you out NBA nerded me. I'm I out very proud of you. Let's get nerdy. <laughs> um hey, so We'll, we'll move gears to a smaller market here. So the Denver Nuggets, shout out to the Nuggets, landing Millsap. Yeah, let's go.
1: Huge. And you know what is the the best part about this deal? We were talking just talking about the uh, Al Horford deal. They got Millsap on three years. Yes. Um, that's going to be a movable contract. Should the fit not really work out? But it's I a think team option. Work out great. I mean, Jokic no and option. Millsap uh, seem like very complementary, very modern. Uh, four or five NBA big guys. Um, Millsap can guard threes. He can guard big fours. Uh, and Jokic is just kind of uh, evolving into one of the NBA's most promising unicorns. Yes, um, they, he's a they both can unicorn. stretch the floor. They're going to be an exciting team. They've, they've got a bit of a hole at wing. I don't think they're going to bring back Will Barton, um, Sam, your cousin. My cousin, bro- my, my cousin um, Will. But uh, Jamal Murray has some, some promise. And the biggest thing is they've got to get more out of uh, moody Moutier. Moutier's got to figure out how to not turn the ball over. Um, if Moutier can develop into the type of primary ball handler that they were hoping that he could be, um, Denver could really be scary. I, I think I've got Denver, uh, you know, comparing Denver to the Clippers, I'd much rather be the Nuggets than the Clippers right now.
0: Yeah, Gary Harris there too. Denver looks good. True. Yeah, I True. mean, they're,
1: they're But they've still got assets to make a move. They might be able to swing, uh, you know, for for any of these players that might come up uh, at the, the February deadline.
0: I'm just happy for Denver because they haven't signed a big-time free agent, and I can't even figure out when that would have been. Like, I don't even know. Like, my the extent of my basketball knowledge does not go enough, far enough back to Remember a free agent that Denver signed that was good. I know they have good. No, drafts.
1: it's been a very long time. Yeah, it's so been a very long time. I think in terms of acquisitions, this is the most exciting acquisition that they've had since trading for uh, Allen Iverson, I believe. Yeah, that was fun um, Yeah,
0: exactly. And so we'll give our credit to Denver and their baby blue uniforms because we all love baby blue uniforms and.
1: And the Tetris uniforms too. We got to give those a shout out. Yeah,
0: of well. course, of course. We'll stay in the we'll stay in the West, which has just gotten so good. And by the way, <laughs> I, I see this graphic. This is funny. I see this graphic of like seventeen players in the West and LeBron in the East, and I'm like, okay, that means the public doesn't think John Wall is a top eighteen player, so that's fine with me. So that's just a newsworthy note. Uh, <coughs> so uh, where was it? What was I say? Oh yeah, the Kings. The the Kings uh they 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 got their uh, got a couple young guys in the draft then they signed um, Zach Randolph and they signed George Hill so Kings not bad I give you some credit for your offseason. not bad yeah I'm
1: kind of confused about the Kings though just I mean I think George Hill is a, is a really good player I think he can play the one and the two um, and I I think it's a good idea to try to have De'Aaron Fox uh, model his game after uh, uh, George Hill. I just worry about George Hill stealing some of those minutes. I mean, if De'Aaron Fox is only going to be playing uh, 19, 20 minutes per game uh, in his second, you know, first and second year, um, you, you hope that that doesn't cut into his development as a player. Uh, and then the Zach Randolph thing is, is another kind of head-scratcher. Um, just in terms of, like, I felt like the Kings were primed to be bad and very bad again this year. I would have been looking to make those type of ads – uh, in year three or year four of the rebuild because then you've got enough young assets right now. Kind of what they're looking at is Willie Cauley-Stein, um, uh, De'Aaron Fox, and um, Buddy, Buddy Heald, Heald yeah. as their young core. Uh, to me, that's not enough to, to really be looking to sign uh, bigger names. Whereas, like, if you, you go out east with Philadelphia, their signing of J.J. Redick, I thought to be very He oh! helps spread the floor Amazing. for full- it's a one year deal so they can get out of it no no problem um, that's that's the type of move that you make but that happens i think 3 or 4 years into the rebuild not year 0 what a, great, what a great
0: what uh, a great the the way i found out about that trade was i was on twitter and of course i follow jj and i saw him tweet he tweeted trust the process and i was like no way and i looked it up one year 23 mil i was like let's go and what a great <laughs> sign what a great sign do you think that you, you have the uh, Sixers in the playoffs looking at it right now? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know because that's tricky. I'll put it
1: this way. Do you think the Sixers or the Hornets will have a better year next year?
0: Oh, man. You're really asking a lot. Uh, i go with probably the Hornets. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they got they got Kamba and Batoon and Dwight and Monk. Like, they got guys that have been there before. I don't know. I worry about – I always worry about teams, Rob, that like – that haven't won before all of a sudden just winning. I don't think it – it never happens that way. Like, look at Minnesota. That's so true. And
1: we have to hope that uh, the process can play more than 60 games. You know, if FMD playing 50 games.
0: Yeah. And let's see Simmons on the floor. Let's see Simmons on the floor one time.
1: You know, I think Fultz is good. but I I appreciate you trying to slow me down a little bit. I need that.
0: Look, I'm excited about the Sixers as much as anybody (laughs) because I want it to work more than anything. I don't know but I just don't know. oh hey here's here's something to think about before I forget this one how about Tony Snell getting 4 years 44 million and PJ Tucker's getting 4, year, four years 38 million yeah that's weird and
1: the other you know that's that's another classic uh, Bulls trade that I you know I, I can't criticize too much because I was a fan of it when it happened um, Tony Snell what, what was it 4 years 45 four. 46 four. million 4 years 44
0: 11 a year yeah,
1: and then uh, they did that, a one-for-one trade with Michael Carter-Williams, who just got, uh, I think, 2.3 one year. <laughs> wow. So, you know, just at pure value, it seems like the Bucks definitely won that trade. Um, yeah, but is this, but a, yeah, is this the I, league I think, we live in? I think I, I'm not still sold on Tony Snell's game. I didn't Me get to catch too many Bucks games last year. But as a bull, he was not very impressive. Um, and And P.J. Tucker... I think offensively is is not you know anything to to really um, that stands out but I think in terms of like the toughness that he adds and then his ability to to guard uh, really strong and powerful three fours and he's quick enough to guard twos um, I... so now all of a sudden Houston uh... so then, yeah then I, I I think did he take a I, I don't know did he take a, 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 a team-friendly deal I just, I
0: don't know if he took a team-friendly deal, but, like, Houston's probably weaknesses were defense and mid-range, and P.J. and CP3 are really good at those things. Yeah, absolutely. No, I
1: mean, that, yeah, that that definitely, I don't know, I'm I'm going back and forth to see what kind of moves uh, San Antonio is able to make, if they're able to tweak a few pieces here and there. Well, I got Patty Patty
0: Mills, like, four years, 50, something like that. So, I mean, they, San
1: Antonio, hey, we'll go. Uh, that was good. That was another deal where I thought Patty Mills was going to be the most ripe for an overpay. Yeah, but um, he just took a pay. He wanted to be there. He's wanted- such a knockdown shooter. He has the notoriety of being a Spurs guy. Um, I think, you know, comparing him to his fellow countrymen, I think Delhi got more money last year. Um, and if, if you have spent any time watching the Australian national team, as I have, of course. Mills is, is clearly the more talented of the duo. <laughs> of course. Um, I would, yeah, I definitely would have thrown more money at Patty Mills, um, but I, but the other word on the street was that he was happy in San Antonio, and he wanted to kind of give them a deal to stay on the squad. Nothing
0: wrong um, with this. Hey, we'll go two two more quick things. They got to be pretty quick here. Well, one thing is I just want to report, since we're recording Wednesday night around 845, that there's a talk of a sign-in trade with Jay Crowder and uh, Gordon Hayward, so... Teams are just starting to sign and trade more. I think that's nice. Good balance for the league. That's fine. Wow. Last bit of news. If you had to put money on Mello staying with the Knicks for the whole season or him being elsewhere, what would you say?
1: Ooh. Um, I think he's got to go. To where? Um, I, I I think eventually Dolan cracks. They do the buyout, and he... Uh, helps it out, uh, LeBron James lose to the Warriors.
0: Oh, so you have him going to Cleveland instead of Houston? Those are the only- well,
1: Houston's Houston's the other obvious, um, the other obvious place. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think he's going to see that he's got a better shot at playing in the finals, uh, staying out East. Um, I think he'd also have a bigger role with the Cavs than he would. That's true. With the Rockets,
0: so if he's going to go either way. Anyway, he's
1: just going to be playing kind of stretch four, kind of his more Olympic role, um, which he looks great in. Uh, he does no longer look great as a as a go-to guy.
0: No, no, no. Well, uh, Robert, thanks for joining the uh, thanks for joining the pod. It was great to have you on. Good NBA talk. <laughs> absolutely.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for breaking that uh, that Gordon Hayward, uh, Jay Crowder news. I'm gonna have to go read about it. it. Has not happened yet, but it is in the works. Okay. Rob, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Bud. All right, thanks, Trey. Have a good one.
0: See ya. Always great having Robert on. A little shocked he didn't know PJ Tucker went to uh, went to Houston, but he's probably just tired and confused since it's a kind of a weird week-long work week. Um, no, what a bunch of free. I mean, Gordon Hayward definitely going change the game. Kind of let the dominoes fall a little bit. It'll be interesting to see what Boston does. No question about it. Um, you know, Boston. I'm happy you got your man, but you're not. if you want to compete this year, you're not done. And I think you need a center more than anything in the world. So, um, hey, everyone, thanks for listening to Double Down Pod. We'll be back next week. Not sure which day. Probably more free agent news, news maybe some NFL as NBA starts to die down. Thanks for listening to Double Down Pod. Have a great night. See you soon. Won't be my fault
1: And she only sleeps when it's raining And she screams and her voice is
0: She's got a little bit of something God, it's better than nothing And in a colored portrait world She believes that she's got it all She swears the moon don't hang Quite as high as it used
1: to She only sleeps when